0: this is the drive-in podcast take one Bada pig, bada boo. Welcome to episode 110 of the Drive In Podcast. On today's episode, we have our episode one through three recap for Disney Plus's Obi Wan Kenobi series. And we also have our top billing draft of the greatest pilots in cinematic history in honor of Pete Mitchell himself. And Top Gun Mavericks. So use the bathroom now. Grab that popcorn and enjoy. Episode 110 of the Drive-In Podcast. Howdy duty! Episode 110 of the Drive-In Pod has arrived. This is Dr. O on the horn. A very excited Dr. O on the horn. Uh, finally reaching the point where I can talk candidly about and McGregor returning as Obi-Wan Kenobi, or I should say Ben Kenobi from what we've seen through episodes one through three, we got a special draft kind of continue like Tom Cruise week from last week. All right. Top Gun Mavericks still has all the buzz, $156 million opening Memorial day weekend. That's a record. That's the highest that Tom Cruise has ever had for an opening weekend. Ricky Flex, how are you, kid? Welcome back for episode one hundred and
1: ten. Top Gun Maverick, Obi Wan Kenobi might have all the buzz right now, but we are recording on June first at night, and you know who has all the buzz right now? It's Johnny Depp. Johnny Ooh. Depp wins his case defamation. Snaps for Johnny Depp. Snaps, snaps, snaps. He gets the big dub there. The end of this tri- this defamation trial of the century celebrity trial of the century i don't know what you're gonna call it but what a four six weeks however long it's been that's the buzz today i'm still i was i literally i usually don't really care for this like you know entertainment tonight or the like these type of things that like the gossipy things you know too gossipy like you know if it's not someone that i like johnny depp i don't really have an affinity for like i do like with the ben f like j-lo like relationship you know But this has just been so absurd that if you're not interested in this, you're just not human. So I've just been so ingrained in this. And now that it's over, I don't know what I'm going to do during my nights anymore. You know what? I'm,
0: I'm now I'm excited for like what Johnny Depp's going to do in the future. I feel like he's a free man now. He's got to do something. He's been absolved, you know, from, from like, and he's, he's out of like being blacklisted, uh, kind of like, like, I guess, Put aside by Hollywood. You know what? Put him as the lead in the next Tarantino movie. Let's give him something with Tarantino. You're you know, nuts. like let's put him back on the comeback trail. Let's give him something. <laughs> so,
1: huh? He's an early nominee for comeback
0: actor of the year for next year's Deepa's. Ricky, what do you think about that potential nomination?
1: That's interesting. We might see it in two years, right? Because like he might get a role and then start production, and then next year have a movie come out or something like that. But I was thinking. Yes, this must have been like stressful. Obviously, in in the trial, he's laughing and giggling all the time, cracking jokes. So he's not really showing the stress. But probably behind the scenes, he was pretty stressed out, right? Defamation lawsuit about domestic violence is a serious matter. But he just didn't show that at all. But at the end of the day, you could kind of say, huh, this is like the biggest win he's had this century. If you think about it, he gets out of Fantastic Beasts franchise and he gets his $10 million. Doesn't have to appear appear in that. He gets fifteen million here, so he gets twenty five million. He's back in the limelight. People love him. He is gonna get a big time role. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, like, oh, it would be hilarious if like Aquaman three they throw him oh into my Aquaman gosh. three. <laughs> that would be like, oh, that would put so much salt in the wounds there. But um, he no, do I, Like
0: he should do like a Nick Cage, like ma- like uh, unbearable way to mass the talent type of movie. That would be a good one. Something a little bit meta, you know. I think that would be like an excellent way to like as a stepping stone to this comeback trail. Like I think everyone would be able to have a good laugh. He seems to be willing to make fun of himself.
1: I think that could be amazing. He he is so willing to make fun of himself, and they can acknowledge this trial and everything that's happened, and some of the and like and the Oscar moment. Remember that uh, one of the Oscar moments besides the Snyder cut. He like finished second or third for whatever that independent film he did that, I guess was atrocious. Like you could do that. Oh, like there's yeah. so many, there's so many things you could Mordecai? do. Mordecai? Is it Mordecai? I don't remember what it was called. He and like it movies like that. Yeah, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Tourist. <laughs> but no, that's that and uh I guess again, another thing besides Kenobi and Top Gun Maverick would be Stranger Things. Now, I think we have to bring this up on the podcast. So I watched it, okay. All seven. I haven't finished all seven. I'm about to. Like I'm. I'm like 20 minutes away from finishing all seven. Okay. But I think what I we have to bring up is you haven't watched it.
0: I'm, I'm on episode three. I'm on the. I watched episode two last night. Finished that. But I'm on episode three. But I want to hear your thoughts as well. Just I guess a broad overview. So you don't spoil it for me, bro.
1: Well. I'm a little shocked because last time I talked to you, and when I said I was watching Stranger Things, you did not have a reaction that was saying I was going to watch this show anytime soon.
0: No, I said, like, I think if we wanted to quote it, I said, like, we, I, I, you asked me what I was doing. I think it was uh, Friday evening. And I said, shrimp scampi, making it myself. And then I'm going to go watch Revenge of the Sith and then Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then I said, "F Stranger Things." I'm not, t- I'm not touching Stranger Things. When <laughs> I have, them I have a chance to go back to see Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan. I'm taking that ten times out of ten. I asked my students, like it was, I think it was Thursday. Uh, I said, "Hey, what are you guys watching this weekend? What are you doing?" I have kids wearing Stranger Things shirts, like, "Oh, we can't wait for Stranger Things." I'm like, "You guys are born in the wrong generation. You need to be watching Sir Ewan Ewan McGregor." I don't even think he's knighted, but he should. Yeah, be. I don't think he, is. he should be. You should knight him with a goddamn lightsaber, right? That like would be a queen epic. herself. Or, or, or let, have, just have Liam Neeson do it like before one of the premieres mm. or something like that. Or Hayden uh, Christensen. Yeah. But like, I am so pumped to talk about it. But like, I guess get your takes off about the newest season of Stranger Things.
1: Yeah. And to be clear, I watched Kenobi first, to be clear. I just want to get you that out You know where right. your
0: loyalties lie.
1: Exactly. Um, I will say I like this season art, uh, a lot better than last season. And the biggest factor mm. is because it's less emphasis on the kids. I love that. It's a more focused on the older high school kids, like Steve, Nancy, uh, Maya Hawks' character, Robin.
0: Who's like, the new guy? What's the new guy's name, Steve? And the new,
1: guy the new guy I actually like, um, uh, Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Dude, my students I, love Eddie. My students <laughs> love Eddie. But, like, the older characters are the better characters. They always have been. And Dustin. I'll say I still like Dustin. I think he's the best – only really good performance out of the kids, so, at least for me. I uh, find the other annoying. Dustin's best.
0: You're right. Dustin's easily Dustin the best. Dustin has been the best so far for me.
1: I find the others annoying. And you could tell that they diminished a lot of their screen time based on the storylines for some of these kids. And they knew, I think they consciously knew they had to do that because everyone doesn't like them anymore. They just don't have the same appeal as when they were younger in season one. So I think they did a better job in this season compared to last season and i'm really excited that i i think it's still weird how we're only getting two episodes like in a whatever i forget is it in july that we're getting the next two yeah july it's like i still find that weird but at the end of the day i'm i'm it beat my expectations is basically what i'm saying
0: i'm surprised that like they're saving like the last two episodes they're releasing seven and two that's a little crazy to me i guess it kind of works out because you got the finales that are like two and a half hours long like the last the penultimate and the last one are like they're actually feature length like films almost uh i do have to say like i couldn't agree more that dustin is the most electric character from the kids like he's the one who has he was arguably the most electric from the first season. He's the cute kid. He's the guy who do like who's willing the biggest nerd out of all of them. He's willing to apply anything from Dungeons He's and the Dragons, Halloween Lando Calrissian, Star Wars of any sort. Like he'll even throw in some Star Trek every once in a while and apply it to what they're doing, you know. And he still has that kid like mentality, no matter how old he gets. All the other kids that I'm watching right now, they think they're too cool for school. Like Finn Wolfhart's character, um, mm. Caleb. I forgot what his last name is, but he's on the basketball team now. He's willing just Lucas. to do whatever. to Lucas, to make himself look cool. I think his first his real name is Caleb. That's why I said it.
1: I wouldn't know. Uh,
0: but, and then the, this new guy. I, the only thing that I'm thinking is, like, like, we know it's all about the kids, but, like, half this cast looks like they're applying for a 401k. Like they are old (laughs) as hell, dude. Like they looked like, they look like my age. They look like me playing a high schooler, which I know happens. But like, I know they also make the joke that Eddie has stayed back for three years, but he even looks too old for that. He's got wrinkles, he's got wrinkles on his forehead like a 30 year old would. He might be actually 30 (laughs) like this guy look it up right now how old is this eddie guy but i do think this villain is menacing through the first two and a half episodes a lot of intrigue to him i think it's like a lot of tributes to older horror villains too like like robert england england uh like like the missing of the eyes okay so i think like there are some like the i think they keep paying homages that also like make the series so rewatchable and so like uh, relatable to so many different audiences, not just kids. But, yeah, it's good. I agree. 100%. Worth watching, but it ain't no Obi-Wan for me.
1: Okay. Hey, do you want to do the guessing game for ages for these older characters?
0: Okay. So, like, let's let's, let's let's roll through them.
1: Okay. So, let's just start with Millie Bobby Brown, 11. How old is she right now? 19. She's 17. Ah! <sighs>
0: I remember okay. people were, people were making some messed up jokes about that. So yes. I thought she finally hit nineteen. look at you, Jake. Um,
1: so then Dustin, his name is Gaten Matarazzo. Guess yeah. how old he is? Seventeen. He's eighteen.
0: Whoa! Okay. He's also gonna play. Uh, he's gonna be in Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway recently. Yes, announced.
1: yes, yes. Um, Caleb McLaughlin, aka Lucas. Seventeen. Nineteen.
0: I'm so bad at this. You're gonna cl- get one. all
1: around. All right, Will Byers, Noah Schnapp, 18. 16.
0: He's sixteen.
1: Yes, I know.
0: Uh, it's hard to tell because he has the bull cut like a four year old, but he's exactly, still acting, but he's that that old. So that one's a toughie.
1: All right, Max, and he's
0: he, he's the one who's like aged the most when you look at like the before picture. I agree. And after, he looks so young compared. To I, I would young. say
1: him or Finn Wolfhard because Finn Wolfhard. Just looks he, he like grew so much in height and uh-huh. just lanky still, just very lanky. Um, mm-hmm. All right, I'll just say a couple of the kids. Charlie
0: Heaton, he that dude looks old. Oh, okay, looks we're about. So I'm old. about to get to that, but <laughs> I'll just uh, finish up. Like Finn,
1: beat. Finn Wolfhart, he's uh, he's 18, and Sadie Sanku's Max, is 19. All right, now let's get to the people
0: are loving Max online. People love Max
1: because <laughs> she's like kind of the focus a little bit, right? So I guess that's why. Mm -hmm. But, all right, this is where we're getting crazy. Let's get to the older kids. So, let's start with Nancy, Natalia Dyer. 23. She's 26. Ooh,
0: I I knew I was a little young there. Keep going.
1: All right, Jonathan or Charlie Heaton? 27. Doctor, you got one right. Let's go! Snaps for the doctor. I knew I was going to get one. All right. (laughs)
0: He's playing a senior.
1: Okay, so Steve, aka Joe Curie, twenty-nine. Doctor, you're on a hot streak. You're
0: 29. oh back to back.
1: <laughs> he is twenty-nine. And did you know that he's i uh, I'm the British. smartest man oh, alive. No, sorry. I think jo- Jonathan's British. How cr- Charlie Heaton? That's I, I pretty crazy.
0: That. I think he's dating Nancy in real life too. Oh really? That's
1: cool. Yeah, I've seen some. Books. Um. Not okay. Like all that. All right, so then Billy, Dacrae Montgomery.
0: Well, I'm saying he's 30, exactly.
1: He's 26.
0: Ah! Oh, he's my age, really? He looks older than me.
1: Yeah, and then uh, we'll go last one. Um, Maya Hawk, Robin.
0: 27.
1: She's 23.
0: No way. I serious? know. She looks
1: old. I would, yeah. That's like she- the one I would have gotten way wrong.
0: She so she was was 20 years old when she did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood,
1: yeah. Oh, and sorry, one more Eddie, the one that started this whole conversation. 20, 28, he's 29. Damn it, but these kids are 18, like 17, 18.
0: It's like it's like worse than like 2002 Spider Man. It's it it is worse, it's
1: noticeable, like badly.
0: To me, I was like, they should have like skipped, like, there's no way they can have. Them only skip one more year, right? They're gonna start shooting the next season. They can't just skip one year. It's got to be a couple of years down the line to make it more believable. But I think also by watching this season, they're also saying kind of like, screw it, you know, it's just like this is how it goes.
1: Right, right. I I completely agree. But in all, like just to wrap up on the Stranger Things, yep. I do like it. I think that it's kind of like besides like the age, you know, and like how like they just figure out everything and they act like they're like they're geniuses or whatever and they figure out everything. Besides that, I'll move past that. I do really enjoy this and a lot more than previous season. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll have to
0: catch up to you. And then uh, once I do, hopefully by like the end of this week, somehow we'll record. Maybe next week we drop like a full one through seven, like final thoughts. Okay. Maybe the quote unquote, like finale, even though it wasn't really the finale before it hops back in, in July. But let's, with that being said, I think it's time to move on to the main event. Obi-Wan Kenobi Uh, we didn't get to record immediately after episodes one and two we want to do a quick recap of those but we want to get to the juiciness of episode three so just a heads up these are spoilers Uh, if you haven't seen Obi-Wan do not listen to this skip to our top our top billing draft of the greatest cinematic pilots of all time but Ricky Flux I do want to get your initial thoughts on the first three episodes Uh, maybe go first two episodes and we'll save episode three Let's go through the first couple minutes here first two episodes dropped last week right you watch them both back to back what were your thoughts i guess initial reactions upon finishing
1: so episode one i thought it was good not great i think that it was good as in its setup like what what has obi-wan's been up to what are the jedi who are the inquisitors in case you don't know who they are Star not non-hardcore star wars fans like Basically, just explaining what's gone on the past ten years since Revenge of the Sith, but I and then also I will say the best part was the opening montage, the opening sequence reviewing episodes one through three, like by far and away. And it's hard to and if okay, that is easily the best part, and it kind of like carried for me like that emotion. It was so emotional, right? That carried the episode for me because I think if without that, and it was just like the episode. I think I would actually have it worse, but throughout the episode I'm just thinking of the emotional impact. So that was very smart the way they did that. And I think you like you said you watched uh, episode 3 Revenge of the Sith right beforehand. That must have been like like and then you went immediately into the next two episodes. That must have been a throw right now.
0: Yo, my eyes were watering, bro. <laughs> My eyes were watering before I started to watch it. My eyes were watering when I was listening to Obi-Wan screaming at Anakin that he had the higher ground, that he was telling him he, he was supposed to be the chosen one. Like, I, I, I was, like, getting real emotional. But also, they made those, that montage at the beginning, they made episodes 1, 2, and 3 look like they were episodes 4, 5, and 6. Like, they were that level of, like... <laughs> cinema you know they made it look like those were like the greatest things that have ever happened to action or sci-fi sci- sci- movies and then i was just like I'm, like I'm like how did no one win an oscar for this how did hannah cannot how did he christian not go on to become the greatest actor of his generation like it was just like to me i was getting chills i was getting absolute chills and then that leading into the intro scene with the younglings and like them to like feature the younglings like this early on, like after like episode. That was three. that was the opening scene. Yeah, it's just like younglings that were Oh my god, are we gonna see a replay of like <laughs> of, like someone take it down the younglings? I don't want to sound mean, did. but I
1: kind of want. I was kind of down for that. <laughs>
0: Skywalker, down. what are we to do?
1: <laughs> Lightsaber comes out. But that was
0: an amazing sequence, and it was a refreshing time. Like finally have lightsabers back in star wars mm, like dark saber back so Tano makes an appearance and uh, obviously uh mandalorian with the lightsaber luke. but it was good to have oh yeah luke but it was good to have oh yeah Edith, Edith, how could i like that yeah. <laughs> jesus christ who am i clear your but, mind clear your mind uh it was just cool to have it back and like to show like the edit like there was I feel like when I was growing up, I never thought there, I thought all Jedi's were extinct like before episode four. I just thought there were none but Obi Wan still alive. Like I didn't really, and I don't follow the Filoni verse and stuff like that and like know who's hanging around, stuff like that, who's still alive. And like, cause no other Jedi's are hopping in like to the rebel cause, right? At this time, even looking at Rogue One, like we're not seeing any Jedi's during that time. So it was interesting to see like this other part, this hidden world of Jedi's on the run, people that are being like excluded by society, hunted, almost gave like Nazi Germany vibes. You hear like what the empire is compared to, right? As like an allegory or two, Um, like Hitler, you got like Vader, right? and looking to stamp out, okay? And expand their empire and they're stamping out a certain kind of people. That kind of had that vibe for me, which was as a history guy, kind of cool.
1: Yeah, and another thing I'll say about episodes one and two especially, and then most of episode three, but I think episode three uh, distinguished itself from the first two episodes and said something better uh, because it went away from this comment I'm about to make, which is I think the first two episodes really felt like that's a Disney plus production had a lot mm-hmm. of the corn, like, I don't know the, the like the Safty storyline, the Jedi Safty storyline that was just like thrown in there. That felt like very Disney esque something to do. Right. I just didn't feel, I didn't have that same presence. Like you did in episode three with the, like, uh, the impact or the intensity of that episode it didn't happen the first two episodes because they're just trying to show you the background and give you that beginning story before they jump into all these different storylines
0: yeah and i think sat i like i actually like that opening scene when they're trying to sniff out the jedis the inquisitors i like that opening scene where like you have rupert friend as the grand inquisitor at that moment i think he was nailing the voice i know the appearance is getting on the nerve of some people but i think he was pretty menacing and when you have uh the third sister throwing like the dagger okay at the person and you know how the jedi is going to stop it i thought that was pretty ingenious the way they exposed him um i was disappointed that we didn't get more benny safty I wanted more of it, man. And I know, like, he, he's he's not – he doesn't usually have the greatest roles, but, like, like in terms of, like, size, but usually, like yeah, – I hear some, like, blending. But I I literally was thinking he usually has these smaller roles. Was the series going to provide him, right, with maybe a bigger platform to, I guess, do some more? I know he tweeted out something with a lightsaber, you know, saying, like, it's my time or something like that, only to have him die, like – Later on that episode, but it was also, he had a good scene with Obi-Wan because it showed where Obi-Wan was as a person, okay? Where Safdie's like, oh my God, I found Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then Obi-Wan just like absolutely dismisses him saying, no, like go to seclusion, bury that lightsaber, okay? this It's that moment that interaction tells you we're dealing with an Obi-Wan Kenobi that is not Obi-Wan anymore is one that is a broken man like they make a lot of PTSD references here okay or types of acknowledgments uh, especially in the third episode uh but yeah i just I hope more for safety i was hoping he's going to have some one on ones with obi-wan in the future
1: yeah i agree he was just used as like a cog for the show who the inquisitors were who yep. obi-wan is right now like he was not used to be a jedi or like what we view him as, like which hanging is like him
0: a, in the streets. What a message that sent too!
1: Right, and the sh- Disney Plus show. I thought that was big. They showed that on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, with no warning, like Stranger Things, the first before the first episode, first scene, they showed the warning because of the shootings uh, in Texas, uh, um, the school shooting in Texas. They had like a little warning message. There's no warning message, uh, for the hanging here, but Disney Plus show that kids are definitely watching. Shows so how so
0: menacing uh, the Inquisitors are too, and like they work the yes. Vader.
1: Right, 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 and you mentioned uh, the Grand Inquisitor. Yep. Now, since we're doing a spoil, this is spoilers. I'll say this: two things, or three things. One, I agree with you. The voice is good. Demeanor is good as a Grand Inquisitor. Two, I am a part of that that loud majority. I would say that yep. I don't like the look. I think he's uh, egghead. Yeah, egghead. I think it's a good way to put it. He doesn't look athletic. I'm a, I'm I'm a part of that gang. And three. He we lose the Grand Inquisitor in the second episode, and like we lose him like how we lost him, I thought was very odd. I didn't like that at all. I know it was only a six episode season, so you could say, He oh, he was in a third of it, but you know what? Like, I don't like um, I don't remember the name, but like the third sister. Reva. Reva. I don't like her at all. You Really better, don't. Well, you better watch it <laughs> what's happening on social media right now. Oh no, what's going I was on? Kid- Oh, no. The, oh, the, oh, yeah. Like, right, 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 comments. right, right. I was oh. I was kidding. I was kidding. Okay. okay. But I think because yeah, yeah, she, yeah.
0: she was really cringeworthy the first two episodes. Yes. So um, cringeworthy.
1: It's and I insane. Guess
0: she's just trying so hard. And I was really dismayed that the Grand Inquisitor died at the hands of Reva because that's like Reva. She's going to be the next Grand Inquisitor. Then Darth Vader saying, you're going to be the next Grand Inquisitor if you pull this off or I'm going to kill you. Like <laughs> – uh I, but she was actually better in the third episode.
1: in my Yes, because she had less lines. Like yeah. the the
0: line, <laughs> I think that was it.
1: <laughs> like, think, yeah. like she had less lines. Like her best stuff is when she's like menacing because like because she is a good like physical emotional actress, right? She's but she's episode. just not good at deliveries, and you could yeah. tell that when she's freaking interrogating Joe Egerton. And I, oh, yeah. I I just felt so bad for Joe Egerton there. I'm just like, how do you how do you handle that? That's just like a, that's a true professional.
0: Yeah, um, I think. Like a lot of people are complaining about Reva. I both, we both agree a little cringy in the first two episodes, but some, a really divisive character is one that I didn't anticipate on in being included in the show to the, to the extent that she has been Leia Organa. Okay. So a lot of people seem to be kind of torn about Leia, whether they enjoy her in the show or they are find her annoying. I'm going to lead off by saying she's awesome. Like, in my opinion, I really do enjoy her on screen. The people who don't like her, like, just don't like kids. Because, like, yes. she is, like, if you don't like kids, you hate the character. And it's like, we've, there's been so much worse acting by kids in Star Wars. This is, like, the best child actor in a Star Wars show or project that's ever happened. Unless you do like, baby Grogu doesn't count. But you know what I'm saying. Like, this, literally, she embodies Princess Leia as a freaking 10-year-old or even younger. You know, she really has that spunk. She's she's not she she's witty. She's not afraid to challenge authority. She'll ask the questions that other people won't do. Okay, she's adventurous. Like she literally encapsulates all of Princess Leia, and it actually feels like it's her as it's a young Carrie Fisher. Like, what do you think about Princess Leia so far in the show?
1: I thought ex- watching episode episode three, like I'm on the band. I'm this actually to start off. I do think she's very good. Okay. And when I was watching episode three, the first half of the episode, how nosy she is when she was told not to talk but she talks. I literally thought, yeah, you're not going to like this character if you just like if you're 35 years old, you get married and you get married to someone because you don't want to have kids. And that's who you end up with. That's really what I was thinking. But if you're not on that side and you could just look at the performance, I think she nails it. She nails it. And you mentioned as well, like looking back to Star Wars kid actors a la phantom menace we got jingle all the way like kid there Anakin Skywalker his career literally ended. literally his career ended after that movie because he got of all the backlash so she does not deserve anything close to that and the people that do have that backlash are the people that just will never have kids when they're older
0: yeah um and I got to say, I love that the decision, because I think the trailers, they were all indicating, okay, there's a possibility there's going to be some engagement with Luke, okay, potentially as a young person, maybe doesn't remember as well as he gets older, okay, because obviously they interact later on with episode four, okay, A New Hope, with obviously Obi-Wan taking Luke under his wing, and that's eventually going to happen, it's even like hinted at in the show, by obi-wan talking to owen that like he's going to have to be able to learn how to use the force but to have this unexpected like dynamic between leia and obi-wan i thought was ingenious like i because like there's remember the rewrites that happened they were like concerned like obi-wan looking over luke would be too much like mando looking over grogu okay well let's change it up and like let's reunite two characters that really never got to share the screen much ever in Star Wars lore but yet they're two of the most iconic names in the history so you got obviously Obi-Wan and Leia and Leia people are like pointing out now when you watch back to A New Hope she knows who Ben Kenobi is okay so they found like even with that one line in A New Hope right there is canon right where they can look at the timeline find a moment where did she meet Ben Kenobi here this is where she met him i thought that it's ingenious it's great writing and it kind of like it was diverting the audience from thinking it's all good it's gonna be about luke again let's give leia some shine she deserves it honor carrie fish's character
1: yeah i was never on the bandwagon that we would have luke kenobi interactions right just because of that canon that you're talking about and it wouldn't make sense and i just didn't see and we have trailer roundup here on the tribe in podcast so like we focus a lot on the trailers and what we see and then mm-hmm. we make predictions right so leia not not in them so it's like oh like you're not really projecting oh it's going to be kidnapping can, like we we would never have guessed that but the canon it all makes sense you can't re- and like it's a good story to understand where kenobi is right now right mm-hmm. so we used safety we use the inquisitors and then we're using this kidnapping to say oh The people still remember uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? Leia's parents or step-parents, I should say. And he's learning to get his powers. He uses the Force with Leia, right? He's in battle again, a 1v1 combat without a lightsaber, right? He's starting to get back to being himself 10 years ago. So they're using this storyline for that, and they're sticking to canon, which I think all Star Wars fans should appreciate, especially what we saw in the latest uh, trilogy. 100%.
0: 100%. 100%. That's why I don't understand some of the backlash from the show because it seems to me like they are, even though they're trying to expand like Obi-Wan's character and give them this long-awaited story and they're fitting in, fitting it in in a way where they're not twisting the canon. It's not like a Last Jedi where they're messing with the Force, how it works or anything like that. Right? They're just adding on to characters we love in a way that makes sense on a timeline. That's perfect. That's what we want. But then also, I think we got to talk about and McGregor because... He is so beloved as Obi-Wan Kenobi. He loves this like role in Star Wars. I just want to like go over his performance in the first few episodes because I think you touched upon it. He is a broken man right now, 100%, a broken man. He's someone that has can't get in touch with the Force like he used to. He continuously calls upon Qui-Gon Jinn. I think in the, uh, the real of the three movies, Right, that they showed right at the beginning of the first episode. They talk about like Yoda thinking about like teaching Obi Wan how to like contact Qui Gon and everything like that. I think that was perfect. Also, another example of like who knew they were eventually going to use that, right? Like 17 years later after Revenge of the Sith came out. Like, okay, let's have him like potentially meet up with Qui Gon. We'll talk about potential Liam Neeson appearance later on in the show. But I get a lot of Logan vibes. A man who doesn't want to return. He's afraid to go back to the man he once was. He just wants to live in seclusion. Um, even the, just the aesthetic of the show, which I think like it looks amazing, it feels very much like movie quality in my opinion. Especially the third episode. Uh, I just feel like Hugh McGregor. People are calling him stiff. I think you gotta let him like work his way into the role. He's gonna appear stiff because he literally is stiff. He's stiff with the He's stiff from the force. He doesn't have that flexibility anymore. He doesn't know how to use it, right? He is literally like in shambles right now, and that especially pops up in the third episode when he takes on Anakin. But what are your thoughts on uh, McGregor's performance in the show in the first three episodes?
1: Yeah, you're completely right. I think I, I'll just I'll just kind of sway towards episode three in the fight a little bit, and people were saying like, oh, like this is what we're getting with our Obi Wan, Darth Vader battle here their first time they've seen each other since it makes sense why Vader absolutely demolishes him right like it makes mm-hmm. everything makes sense so far with uh, Ewan McGregor's character I really think that so far like I have no quarrels with how good or not good whatever however you want to say it he is and you're right he is a broken man he didn't know Anakin was even alive like yeah, what yeah we, great point I, I would say the only thing I don't like about the performance or not the performance because I think he actually did well when he found out uh, is when he found out Anakin uh, is alive. I have quarrels with how he found out. And remind me her name again one more time. The Reva. Sister, Reva. Reva is the one that tells him, and it's not face-to-face. It's when, like, awful. I think that's, like, my biggest issue I have so far with this series so far. It should be what, a
0: face-to-face, like, type That should emotion. be a
1: major, like, one of the, like, a top a five moments of the se- a se- a season or series, how whatever you want to say. But it's going to be like, that's like they used it as like a forgotten thing. That should be like, holy crap. And they kind of tried to make it like a holy crap, but it didn't hit at all. Because it was the end of episode two. And right before, like episode two, after the two episode release. So it's like we right. watched an hour or hour or two hours straight of this. And we end on that terrible, terrible way of something that should have been bigger. I really didn't like that bad taste in my mouth
0: like if it, it would have hit, hit so much harder if it was a character that he had a prior relationship with that is telling him anakin's still alive yeah or like, like a jedi some,
1: or literally yeah. anything or even reva like in like combat or i don't but, know but, but the fact Just... that
0: oh, i wanted to bring this up the fact that like obi-wan didn't know that anakin was alive is that more of a factor of him being secluded from society or is that because darth vader hasn't really like showcased himself yet like in the I, ten years since Episode Three, like I, what's uh, the situation there?
1: I kind of have a third thing. And oh. It's kind of like your first two combined with this, but it's also like he's clearly not as connected with the Force anymore. He can't feel that presence, mm-hmm. you know. So I just feel like I think that it's like the first two, uh, both of or the. Or he what shut you himself
0: said. off from it, you know?
1: Yeah, because he kind of had to because he can't really express the Force, or yeah, because obviously if you know the yeah because. You show the the Inquisitors can feel like
0: the Force is being used. Right. The word Jedi. So,
1: so like 10 years not using the Force, like you're not going to realize that he's alive. You're just not. Mm-hmm. Unless you see it with your own eyes. And you're not going to hear about it either in Tatooine.
0: Yeah, because th- I think that's also key uh, that – he closed himself off and then the setting that he's in is because like they just don't want to be bothered by anybody you know i think they yeah. made that completely clear especially uncle owen scene i'm glad joel edgerton got an actual chance to showcase something because i was like a little skeptical like him returning for the show as uncle owen like how much is he gonna have to do but he does do well in that scene and i do en- enjoy his interaction with obi-wan there um and that's like before joel edgerton like hit it big like him come back right. to that that's got to be like Man, remember this? Like, like that good old days. This is the first stepping stone before I would go on to like do all these other projects, you know? Um, I think at this point, Ricky Flicks, we should jump. To I I mean we could mention like Kumail Nanjiani's character here a little bit I don't have really much to add I wasn't a huge fan I didn't hate him but I, I I don't like the gimmick of like him as a fake Jedi it's like it felt like the humor didn't really fit it was a little too much for this show as I said before it has very much like a Logan type of vibe to it so like to me it's like having that scene it's just like Kumail you know he's gonna be the comedic relief I just I didn't I didn't love it
1: it was a Disney disney bait thing yeah true you know that's what i thought of it um i don't think it was bad i just you know i didn't again like just not not fitting it wasn't mm-hmm. fitting for this type of show or what we're trying to accomplish here and again it's only six episodes and we're already halfway through right so it's like where are we dedicating our time
0: and b- before we get to episode three i do want to talk about episode two like i i first of all i loved episode one i felt episode one was incredible i hated the ch- I, obviously everyone's hating on the chase scene like through the woods and everything no duh like that that was like an abomination we just ignore that ever happened but like going to the second episode what bothered me a little bit is that like obi-wan is surrounded in this very dangerous place by all these hitmen how did like how do they not like see like obi-wan is a lot of times just walking in the open with leia like how does no one know who obi-wan is there it felt like that was a had potential to be like a john wick s scene where he's just like okay it's like the end of john wick 2 and like the hits put out on him and he just has to destroy everybody. It's like imagine the blasters like him just throwing like three blasters like throwing one up in the air like, just taking out guys i felt like it made it i didn't believe that like like he only got shot out like twice
1: you know it's just that the problem is is that like i would love to see a john wick st- two style scene there but yeah. he just, he's not as connected with the Force right now. He yeah. hasn't even used his lightsaber yet. So right. I just it's just not believable, which I appreciate them not doing something that's not believable versus a lot of minority on Twitter. Though.
0: they got to hide him better, though. He's, like, walking in the wide it open. It has
1: been 10 years.
0: Yeah, I guess. I guess. I and plus, like,
1: it. Jedi, like, again, like, Jedi, like, even like 10 he's years the, earlier. That's
0: like being a celebrity, you know, in this universe. You know, everyone knows who Obi-Wan Kenobi is, you know? He's on the Jedi Council. It's like knowing who, like... Like Yoda. the Speaker of the Houses. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> know
1: I, honestly, are. if you say a lot of Americans, I don't think a lot of Americans know who that is. All right. Let's
0: not spoil it for him then. All That's... right. <laughs> episode three. End of episode two, I should say. We get the first look at Hayden Christensen back as Anakin Skywalker, as Darth Vader, right? We get him without the helmet on, in the back, the tank. You could tell from this moment, right, once – Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan makes that realization. He's alive. You see this anger, this aggression on Christensen's face. You know that we know Vader's goal in this show is to take down Obi-Wan. And we see the relationship with Reva and Darth Vader afterwards. What did you think about Vader's intro to episode three in this show, Ricky Flex?
1: I thought it was really good. James Earl Jones back. Yeah, Darth Vader's great. Again, I know I said this before. Wish it was on the big screen. Not just my TV or your laptops, however you watched it. But I know it wasn't in a movie theater. But I just will say the only thing I didn't love with it is that at the end of episode two, when they showed Vader or Hayden Christensen or Anakin without the suit, Darth Vader without the suit on, right? I just think, all right, well, Hayden Christensen's back. They've shown his training, with like lightsaber training. Like, what is... What is he going to be doing in this show? We're already three episodes in. The only time we've seen Hayden Christensen is through a uh, hallucination in the desert. The PTSD. So but what you... are we hyping up Hayden Christensen for,
0: <laughs> Ricky? Ricky, I have this written down. How much did he get paid for this?
1: I think I, th- I honestly think he might. He's get a, he's
0: everywhere with the premieres. He's everywhere. How much is he he's get not... paid?
1: Like I honestly don't know if he's gonna have more than five minutes of screen time in this whole show. Do you think he might be in the suit? Do you think he's in the suit while James Earl Jones is talking? I feel like he has to be because he did. The, they showed him doing lightsaber uh, training, so like I feel like just the aunt just say, "Hey, we want you back. It'll be good PR. You could be that, in the suit. We were not showing you.
0: That's why he's there. Like even when he looked in the desert, you could barely tell that was him." You Almost couldn't tell it was him. I'm starting to believe it wasn't in general that it was him, you know. It could have been CGI
1: he, for God's sake. It's
0: just, it could have been just a, a scarecrow that was just standing there. It was impossible <laughs> to tell if that was actually him. The fact I feel bad, he, he literally just has to hold his breath for 10 seconds and he makes 10 million dollars. Are you kidding me? Why is
1: nobody talking about this on Twitter though? People are so focused people on are Leo just like, or Rhea or whatever it is. And people just want him to like grabbing the mic and saying. This
0: is where the fun begins. <laughs> like at, at the Star Wars celebration, everyone's like, "Oh my god! Throw him the bag! Throw him the bag! Get him his own series!" I'm like, he can't even act anymore. He doesn't. But do it wouldn't even be him. He, he would be in him. a suit. He That's my whole not point. He made a single appearance here. You couldn't even tell him that was him. And like holding his breath in the back, the tank. He could be like all prosthetics and stuff like that. You have no idea.
1: Oh, <laughs> another thing that reminds me of in the because you mentioned the tank, dude. Boba Fett was in episode two. Well, what that was, right? Uh, he was the one uh, asking for money from uh, uh, Obi Wan. Was that him? Right? No, with the long I hair. Think,
0: like he had the he had the trooper helmet. I thought it was just like a. I thought that was also calling just a upon, Like I thought that was also calling upon like veterans and like how you treat veterans. Uh, it's just
1: like a clone. Yeah, that's okay. what I
0: thought. I did not think that but, was him.
1: Okay, well. I thought that was interesting that they showed that, especially after Boba Fett and him being only in half of his own season. Like,
0: no, like soldier approach to a lot of the show and like what like, PTSD is like. I, I literally think that was just it was kind of like a yeah
1: yeah, like, yeah message on that. Um, and I guess the only other thing I'll say with the Vader, uh, the whole Darth Vader in Episode Three, awesome. Like I do think the him showcasing his powers, awesome. Like going to the town. Like, just choking out people with the Force. Love that. you just and killing the-
0: people, bro.
1: Love that. I love it. Just I, freaking kill everybody. I like that. He just, just crushed be the, be the big, again, he is the biggest, baddest super uh, uh, villain that we've ever seen on the big screen. Or any screen now. Right? And let's just make him as bad as possible. Let's make him as mean as possible. Let's just have him kill everything in sight. Let's have his rage just showcased throughout this whole he season. Is,
0: he wants to absolutely massacre Yeah, Obi-Wan. and
1: then when he gets to Obi Wan, he's just making him suffer, and that makes sense, right? Put him like in the fire. Blames, put him in the fire. Put him in the fire, just like Obi Wan. Put him in the fire, like kind of right. And he's now making you him suffer. Will suffer. He blames him, like Obi Wan and the Jedi, for like losing Padme, losing his kids, losing everything except like his powers, right? He blames Obi Wan, and he wants him to suffer. We mm-hmm. see that, my. Two things I would say that are like my grievances or gripes with this battle is one, before the fire, way too dark. Let's let's pipe. I like it being dark, lights, but we gotta pipe up the lights with the lightsabers then, so we could see a little more. We're well, not the on the lightsabers are like
0: it, that. Like to me, that was just like it was like a where is he? And then when they lights up the lightsaber, just I want like, let's go. I, I, I like right, that.
1: right. I wanted it to be a little lighter though, like the lightsaber, like oh, a little okay, more. Gotcha. Like wow. I think, I think their approach and their strategy and like their plan is awesome. Like make it as dark as possible. But when he shows the lightsaber, if that's going to be the only light. Then I want to see him more clearly. I want to see the choreograph, uh, choreograph fighting better. And I think it's either that they were hiding some of the choreograph uh, fighting because it was not up to the level that we want to see, or that it was just a mistake. That's the only reason I could really say.
0: So you're 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 telling me Battle of Winterfell vibes.
1: Yes. Well, yes, but I think this was, like, more strategic. So
0: personally, I thought that whole sequence was incredible, starting from, like, him, as you said, going through the town, crushing people, using the Force, okay, on his way to get Obi-Wan. I love lighting up the entire, like, the nighttime with the saber, and I like, you could see, like, his suit, uh, talking about Darth Vader's suit, you can see the buttons, all right? I think also the fight sequences, I know people are gonna complain about it's not the twirling dervishes from episode three Revenge of the Sith. It's not like the the wheeling the the the, the lightsabers through the legs behind the back slash like, like you know, backflip over the guy. It's a lot more slower, but it makes sense knowing that Obi Wan has not used a lightsaber in ten years. He's been, a, he's, it's literally buried his buried. lightsaber along with Anakin. Anakin's got the red saber now too. Uh, it feels like Anakin still is all powerful. He's almost messing with Kenobi. I love the interactions they're having. The interactions, like that's what we're looking for in this show. Like when you think about Obi Wan Anakin, you think Episode Three. Right, you were the chosen one. I have the higher ground. Think about those moments, those one-liners mm-hmm. going back and forth. What have you become? Right, I am what you made me. Right, and then that was I. Wanted- I that hurt. That chills. hurt when I heard that. Chills. I was just. like, I am what I you slumped. made me. My shoulders yeah. just dropped. I was like, oh my god! Like he's really. Don't
1: you dare disrespect Obi Wan. All
0: this on Obi Wan, like who has become? Okay, It doesn't get to be with Padme. He is fully. He, obviously, he was already fully on the dark side, but like Obi-Wan has taken him to another level. Okay. And Obi-Wan, like, he, he's
1: like, and like, obi is so guilty, like, he's personal guilt. Right. And, and I you think feel that.
0: And Obi-Wan's also getting over the fact that he just found out Anakin's still alive. And all of a sudden, he finds him the next day, like, having to go suit. up. He's going to have to go against this menacing Anakin in a suit, watching him he kill kids. He's and being thrown civilians. in a fire. I think, yeah, literally witnessing what he's become. And he's just like, I am, I have caused this. Like, he literally must be going through this, this feeling of guilt. Yeah. Uh, but also, my beef with it is that I don't think there was enough to actually stop Vader from killing Obi Wan there. Like, yes, there was some fire there, but I felt like that Vader would have been like, to go into the troopers, like, go through the fire, bro. Oh, like, okay. Like, yeah. That was my other complaint. Like I was just like, he is like dead right now. Like, Obi Wan is like, so- can't move he's he has slept he he has he slumped i should say like yeah. he could eat someone easily could just like go get him you know
1: i that, that was that was my that was my biggest beef with the episode so that besides the lights that was my other thing is because yeah. the fire was only like 30 feet across so if you don't want to go through the fire you could just go around it and obi-wan's injured it's like and again like he wasn't trying to kill him yet right he wants him to suffer as long as possible he says that in the dialogue but you could easily go get them. I don't understand why that little bit of fire where you could have just, I get, I get why like Vader around. didn't. I, I get right. Like Cause he's Vader scared did. of the fire. Cause, cause, yes. Exactly. But you could just walk around it.
0: Yeah. But I was just like, someone can just run, I guess like, Like, less very (laughs) will go around and get him. Like, he's literally passed out right now. Is a droid is holding him and one that doesn't even speak? But I thought also that's good writing by the like having the droid come that one that like they speak like actions are louder than words. And like, I know that's really like childish and everything, but like, it's like that's Star Wars, you know, like having that like the
1: droids mean something to the story. Mm -hmm. I think that was great. I think it, it worked out really well. So, uh, the person that helps out, so like the Game of Thrones yeah the woman so the uh, woman well, yeah she's she Oberyn's, o- wife. Oberyn's wife yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Pedro Pascal of Star Wars um the Mandalorian himself but uh how does she get like so she's in the tunnel there? with Leia but then she turns around how to get there she would have ran yeah she would have ran into her but so then how, then
0: how does, did Reva also meet up with Leia how like, did she, some plot yeah, how did she
1: like jump to the end of the tunnel it makes no sense whatsoever because there's only one tunnel. Like, there's only one way. There are like, some plot what?
0: holes in that regard. I, I will acknowledge that. Like to me, though, that was even a that was even bigger of a mistake. This episode is the fact that no one ran into each other like in the tunnel. There, the three different the three different possibilities made no sense to me. Um, but yeah, quite the cliffhanger we have too with uh, Riva. Uh, probably kidnapping Leia, but Leia—who knows? She's very shifty, right? She's feisty. She might put up a fight against Riva. Maybe Obi Wan comes out of nowhere. Who knows? Maybe someone else. Maybe Kumail Nanjiani comes. Maybe. Maybe who knows? Who knows? We got some other people showing up here. I know O'Shea Jackson still has to show up in this show. Um, Ice Cube son. Uh that's interesting. Ice Cube's Ice Cube son showing up in the Star Wars project. That's that's crazy. Uh but when you, I guess. We we have three episodes to go. What do you, uh, do you think we'll see? We'll see uh, Liam Neeson as Qui Gon Jinn? and when do we see him?
1: Forest Ghost episode five, right before the final battle with Anakin, Obi Wan starting to get his powers back, but he's not the same. Qui Gon be like, "You can do this. You have to do this. Think of Luke. Like like you did with Anakin, you have to do that for Luke. Uh-huh. Like you you." At the end of the day, you are a Jedi. You Learned, learn you. to
0: live with failure. You know, he's going to drop right. a line like that. I'm going to be like, oh my God, Liam Neeson's back, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I saw something funny. I saw something funny on uh, Twitter. Some guy was going um about how, like, because, like, obviously, he's like, Leia's kidnapped, right? And then they said, <laughs> Obi Wan had to make one call. <laughs> it wasn't to Qui Gon, <laughs> it was to take in Liam Neeson. Brian yeah, we, knows. We should. And-
0: We should like make a. I'm gonna make a meme. I'm gonna look up the like the meme for, uh, obviously taken where he's like, I will find you, you. kill you, like once like Tariva, and I'm gonna put like the Obi Wan the Qui Gon hair
1: on like Brian Mills.
0: I'm gonna do that. Like that. I think that's our chance at going viral, bro. That's our chance.
1: (laughs) But I think that's when we'll see Qui Gon. Um, I don't. I mean, I only mentioned O. J. Jackson, but besides that, I don't really see any major cameos the rest of the, the rest of the way here um we already saw a lot of them from the rumored actors and actresses that were going to be in the show i think qui-gon's just going to be the next one and that's really it
0: i i do have high expectations for this second lightsaber battle between darth vader and, Got,
1: and the second one so in this first lightsaber battle it needs because, to
0: rival episode three bro
1: i think it does it, I, it has to in my opinion the expectations are so high and i think that in this first one right Obviously, Obi-Wan, we've mentioned this three times already. He doesn't have the force the way he used to. But if you're like in Revenge of the Sith, episode three, but in episode three, there's an iconic moment when he's fight when Anakin and Obi Wan are fighting on the one of the, like, the the rocks on the lava river. Yep. And they both are like they they their lightsabers are like are stuck to each other, and then they both put their, their arms out and they both try to use the force to push each other off. So in this one, Do Darth it. Vader does it to push Obi-Wan when it was happening. But then, like, Obi-Wan, like, he's not as connected with you the Force. Do you think they're going back to
0: the... Lo- you think we're going to the castle? Like, we're going to that setting?
1: I don't know if we're going to that setting, but I can't wait to see them when they both go use the Force again. And they yeah. both, like, they're, like, Darth Vader realizes, like, Obi-Wan's back. Like, he's back, yeah. and this is going to be a fight. And honestly, like, he kind of wants that. I think deep down, he's like, I want to beat the best. I couldn't do it before, and he's going to be even better. So I, this, again, my expectations are Rick, running higher. Right, 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 right now, bro. <laughs> it's going to be nuts. Be like,
0: they're, they're, this is where Aiden Christensen makes his dough, right? If you're <laughs> able to tell he's taken aback by, like, the force through the helmet where he just tilts his head a little bit, like, like he's like, taking it. Like, yeah, well, yeah, he's, he's earned his $10 million.
1: I swear I, to God, if they do a high ground scene, I I, I would fall on the ground laughing. But
0: I, I'm just looking forward to, like, just give me all the quotes. Give me all the quotes. Like, I, I need something. I need a new batch.
1: When's to, All right. To, like, here's shell a,
0: out at my friends just randomly on, like, this on a Saturday night.
1: I think another big question, when do we see Obi-Wan jumping again? Which episode do we see a jump? One of his iconic jumps.
0: Oh, one of his dude. I, I think we're gonna we're not next one. I think it's gonna
1: be one after. It's gotta be episode five. It's gonna be like it a Rocky Four part... training montage after Qui Gon. I mean,
0: uh, training montage. Yeah, after Qui Gon. Maybe O'Shea <laughs> Qui-gon Jackson's training, training him. Training him. Hit Qui-gon. Oh, O'Shea
1: Jackson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no. I feel like he'll be like a trainer in Creed Three. You know. Um. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's gonna do it for our recap. Of episodes one through three, electric recap. Nice job, Ricky Flex. Let's now move on to our top billing draft of greatest movie pilots. All right, Ricky, we have our top billing draft in honor of Top Gun Maverick. The train rolls on. The hype is still high. And we're gonna capitalize with a top billing draft to the greatest movie pilots. Do you have any questions before we get started with this draft?
1: It's like, yeah, when you say greatest or best, it's not like it's, you know, I'm kind
0: of going like, the well, a lot of my list is like the best. Okay, but like, but like, they are also just iconic characters. Like,
1: yeah, okay. I'm also thinking like, who do I want? Like, if I have a life or death situation, who do I want flying my plane or whatever?
0: I got a couple other like reasons to have him flying the plane will okay. add on to that. But uh some some people will make it a more entertaining flight than others. With that being said, I have a coin, Ricky Flex. You want me to flip, or do you have a coin you want to flip?
1: You can do it, it's fine. You call it this time. Tails. Shit. Oh, he dropped it. <laughs> he dropped it. Rookie, amateur hour. Oh my god. It's heads. Oh what <laughs> is this? Yes.
0: I'm gonna redo it. I'm gonna redo it. That was a bad flip.
1: <laughs> we should have just brought uh, the out. All right. Here
0: technical we go. difficulties. Sorry.
1: I didn't get a good technical. I didn't have
0: all, yeah, like like My technical abilities now. <laughs> there like, we go. Either.
1: Ready? It's the same thing.
0: I just did it again. Okay, ready?
1: Tails. It was Tails. You can have right. it. All right. Give ready me the first pick. Tick. Go ahead, kid. All right. On the clock. So I'm picking Han Solo. I'm picking Han Solo. I feel like, yes, I want the I think he's the best space pilot there is. And I think even if you transition to the ground or Earth six one six, if you want to put it in Marvel terms, I think he would still be the best. And it's not just his instincts, but I think his a solo, a Star Wars story. I think really even showed that like he is the best, even more so Uh, showing off to Lando, not teasing a pick. I don't think you're going to pick Lando, but showing how fast he can move with the Millennium Falcon. I want that ship. I want Han Solo. That's the first overall pick.
0: Easily the number one overall pick. Man who could travel, uh, make the Kessel run under 12 parsecs. Like, Like you, how do you pick against that? Um, I think, like, literally you could pick a lot of different Star Wars pilots. I'm not even going to say. Like, this doesn't rule out. I don't think that we can't pick any other Star Wars pilots. But this is the number one if you were going to pick one. Also, entertainment factor. You're also going to be able to have Chewie by your side on the flight. Great first overall pick with Han Solo. Completely agree. Okay. Next up. I'm going to go with our guy. Google Maverick. I'm going to go Maverick. I want to talk about the need for speed. We're going to talk about if you want to go fast on a plane. All right. The guy has uh, successfully managed every mission he's been a part of. Okay. So I guess I would have entertainment value. Right. Also, I don't know if I would I would. I would be like his watch. Okay. Maybe behind him, I'll be his goose. Not even his goose. I'll just be in the back. Yeah, I can be his goose. Why not? But uh, just traveling with Pete Maverick Mitchell would be insanity. Uh, you might have to be having like, you would might have to have a Xanax or two if you're gonna do so. But I think that was the next logical pick.
1: I think that's a good pick. I had that as number two on my board as well. Arguably three. I, that was one I was tossing between, but I decided to go with two on my board. Like he is the fastest man alive and on on mm. earth, you know, as shown as top in Top Gun Maverick. And he's if I had to pick any non space, right? Like a jet f-14 type jet uh fighter pilot i'm gonna pick maverick over anybody else so i think it's a good pick
0: okay uh with that being said i'm gonna move on to the second round with my pick this is where it gets a little dicey like i kind of want to pick someone from the same franchise that we've already done but i think i have to add some variety here i'm gonna go what do you want you brought up marvel 616 universe i can get one of someone else like from those franchises later on but i'm gonna go wow this is tough because <laughs> i think you know what two i'm thinking of and i think they are they are divided which one's better rocket raccoon i'm going to rocket raccoon as my my second round pick third overall so obviously it's him within the other character that likes to fly within his group but when it comes to like getting the job done i think i trust rocket more than the other character because the other character i can see screwing it up but also fixing it in the end rocket raccoon i think he has the confidence and the swag to like accomplish anything that he sets his mind to All Right? so i'm gonna he might be a jerk about it but this isn't a this isn't a a good guy draft it's not about who has the highest morals this is all about who can get me from one place to the other and also do some freaking damage i'm going rocket raccoon second round pick
1: i think that's the pick you go with he's the cool, yeah, key i i'm not picking the other one so and i'm mm. guessing you're not gonna pick the other one
0: well yeah i i definitely won't now
1: all right so won. i'm not gonna pick the other one so wow. peter quill i'm i will not be picking peter quill in my draft I won't go back on that statement. This is the one to pick. Talent, right? Smarts. He can build a bomb on anything. I'd rather, I'd rather trust him with my whatever plane I'm flying with. Right? I'd rather trust him. So I think that's the pick you go with.
0: Yeah. And he's like Thor's escort, you know? He's Thor's escort around. And same with Groot. I get to ride with... It's same thing with like Han Solo. You get to ride with Chewbacca. You get to ride with Groot if you're with Rocket, you know? So I like that. So on to your second round pick, fourth overall.
1: Okay. So my next pick... Is my number three on my board. And yes, there are character issues here. And I think all of these people have character issues. And I think in a pilot, a lot of them have that those in, those instincts that they have, similar to a Maverick that we've seen. They all have their like their issues. They kind of it's kind of what drives them a little bit, what makes them great. Here it's not what makes them great. It's just impressive how they did it. And that's denzel Washington in flight with Wintaker. The man, the man landed. A plane upside down, upside down, a commercial, a pl- uh, commercial plane. That it's probably the greatest feat that we have on the board so far. So I want that. On well, my team. don't
0: Ricky, Ricky, like you're forgetting my man. My first round pick went inverted, inverted. Yes.
1: The man went inverted and landed it with
0: 120 <laughs> people on board. Yes. Drunk. <laughs> I think so. that's what you're missing too. Like the fact that he was doing it under those circumstances, it shows like clutch gene. Like easily. The clutch clutch gene, gene. But the fact that he's like, it doesn't matter the circumstance. He's going to like do whatever it takes to get land in that plane. So yes. What's his name in that movie? Can you give the name?
1: Uh, whip Whittaker, or I, Whittaker? Think I don't pronounce that. It would occur. Would occur. Thank you.
0: Would occur in flight. Okay, cool. I like that pick. It was definitely on my board. Definitely a top five pick for me as well. You're up with your mm-hmm. third round pick fifth overall.
1: Okay. Now it's tough for me. Like now it's really tough because I can go similar pick than what I just did. I can go the franchise route. But I think I kind of want to see what you end up doing here. Okay? So I'm going to kind of play this draft off of you. So I'm just going to go a personal pick that I think you could make an argument that it shouldn't be drafted, but I just love this character in this movie for a movie that I know you love more than me. Don't do it. That's Tom Hardy and Dunkirk. No! Oh! <laughs> farrier, um, World War II pilots, so you could say a little outdated, but yes, he was a squad leader in the Royal uh, Air Force. He's air Repeat support. Your
0: pick. Repeat your picks. I screamed over it.
1: <laughs> Tom Hardy and Dunkirk. Uh, farrier, not a lot of words, I will say, not a lot of words, but just a true professional, amazing at his, car- at his craft and his specialty, right? The men were stranded, and he helped provide that air support as that squad leader sacrificed himself. Got taken, uh, uh, got taken at the end by the Germans. Like this man is the character that you need. Unlike what I just previously said with the Denzel Washington pick, he has that character. So I'm gonna use that as my third pick.
0: I'm so pissed at you right now, bro. I wanted that one so bad. I thought I was guaranteed to get that one later on. God and he is a dude like he he also sacrificed himself right for a greater yep. cause he is the hero for like hundreds of thousands of Allied troops getting off the beaches of Dunkirk and going home for the Battle of Britain without farrier they don't win the battle we don't, they don't win they don't give, they, they don't go able home ev- they aren't able to evacuate to uh from Dunkirk damn it Ricky that was good <laughs> now you put me in a bind. Now I'm thinking about repeating a, a franchise, but we'll see.
1: I didn't want to do that yet.
0: Okay. I'm not going to repeat a franchise yet. I am going to go another. I am going to go another Christopher Nolan movie, though. I'm going Coop Interstellar as my next pilot. Okay. A man who's fearless. He's willing to fly right through. I, I mean, he's, a, I, he's an astronaut, but I would say he's still flying aircraft of some sort, right, across the galaxy. And he's going through black holes. He is a man without fear. And he's a man with a cause. There's nothing going to stop him on his way to attaining his goal. I'm going to go Coop Interstellar as my third round pick, six overall.
1: So I think this is an adequate pick, not in my top 10. I'll say it's around my 10, okay? My big problem is that he is really smart. And I love this movie. I love this character, Matthew McConaughey, Christopher Nolan. That planet, when it takes... Not knowing that, that self-awareness. As a pilot, we need to have that self-awareness. Life or death situation, that was really tough for me to put on my board. So I'm glad you picked it and not me, because I I don't know how I would have been able to... I guess make that argument because you need to have that as a pilot life or death situation, but overall it's a good pick third round decent.
0: You know, I'm not going to go back to a franchise yet with my fourth rounder. I think I just, I got to go with one that uh, I I like this movie. I don't love it. And this man is not very popular in pop culture right now in the lexicon and the everyday conversation. I'm going with Steven Hiller independence day. Okay. Uh, Obviously, Will Smith. I need to give him some positive, um, positive vibes. Send him at this time. All right. I need to get him back to the movie star that he is. All right. The positive vibes that he always holds. Uh, Man, saved the world. The man saves the world. All right. You obviously deserve. Right. Uh, He's largely responsible. Does he save the world? He's largely the pilot. He's largely responsible for saving the world. Okay um i and i think will smith like all-time action star feel like you have to be an action star a lot of the time to be a, like our list typically holds like some of the best action stars that have ever lived i'm going to Steven hiller as my next pick
1: he took down a ufo right that's he, the only pilot to ever do that before the big fight on independence day right so you have that going for you easily in my top 10 he was my number 7 so exactly where you picked him um, so good pick, but was he the real hero? Right? Does he have that that over the other guy I'm talking about? That sacrifice? Will we rather have that guy on our team or Stephen Heller? I think either's fine. Is Hello, boys. <laughs> but all right, I'm back.
0: <laughs> You're up with your fourth round pick, Ricky Fox.
1: Okay. All right, I'm going to repeat a franchise here. And I'm going to be going back to some that. Yeah. Repeating a franchise. I know what you're doing. Some people you. say he was the best pilot. Oh, I'm yeah, not yeah. on this bo- board, but uh, I feel like you and me should have, we should make a trade, but I'm picking Iceman. <laughs> he's the, uh, he's Iceman doesn't make any mistakes. Like I want that in my pilot and he's a leader becomes an admiral. Like give me Iceman. Yes. I would rather have Maverick personally, he is the pure best pilot, but guess what? The guy that makes no mistakes, true leader. Put it on my board. Fourth pick, Iceman.
0: I, I, this is what I wanted to repeat. I wanted to get Maverick and Iceman on my team, and you know I'm a huge Iceman guy. I love Iceman. Uh, great pick. Great touching tribute in this newest uh, Top Gun movie. Um just a legend, just a legendary character and all-time performance, in my opinion. Excellent pick. Great job.
1: Thank you. All right. And then my last pick. This is the toughest one because now I really don't know. I think all mine are blending in for all different reasons. Do I repeat a similar type of pilot? Do I go franchise again? Or do I just go back to the leadership and do I put... Two of the same actor on my board, and I'm going to do it. President James Marshall, Air Force One. Oh, my God. (laughs) The man hasn't flown a plane in 25 years. Is able just to take down terrorists, one being Gary Oldman, right? And fly that plane home, baby. Give me that Harrison Ford, a.k.a. President James Marshall, finally on my board. I got a president on my board, two Harrison Ford characters on my board. I love that. Your diversity looks pretty good. Your
0: diversity on your board is pretty good, okay? Uh, except they're all white guys. Oh, uh, except for Denzel. Denzel. I got Are a you British like... guy. No, no, I meant diversity like you have like an action. I was making yeah. a joke. Action, <laughs> yeah. like sci-fi guy. You got a drama. You got a war movie. You got yes. an action movie. And then you got another action movie. So you, you got some good variety there. So I, I respect the pick. Uh, the fact that he still got it after 25 years says a lot. Um, also a solid pick. Also a solid pick. Fifth round. Now we're on to Mr. Irrelevant. I'll just tell you what I'm thinking about. Um, I have a funny one with Kareem and Airplane. Not going to pick it. I could also pick Leslie Nielsen and Airplane. Yeah, both on still, my board. I don't think I'm going to do it. I two other Star Wars characters on my board. I got Anakin Skywalker and Poe Dameron both on my board. The two best remaining. Uh along with that. Okay, Chewbacca you could also put on there. Uh it's not going to be as good of a pick. luke Skywalker also.
1: Mm, that's what I was waiting for.
0: Someone I'm I'm not doing I'm not doing Peter Quill. I'm not picking Sully.
1: That's the I'm one I was, yeah. Landing on the Hudson but not I upside am, down. I am
0: I am considering, so it's a three-person race. I'm thinking about going Star Wars or a DC pilot, as in Steve Trevor. So this is where I, I need to make a choice. I have an MCU character already. I got 80s action star with Maverick. Got Nolan movie with Interstellar, Independence Day, 90s action So What am I missing? I already have. So it's either way, it's going to be a major IP. tough luke skywalker he blows up the death star
1: okay that i think it's a good pick i personally have anakin over him because well, it yes i agree like, as a like better he, pilot but he uses the because luke uses the force
0: like he has to hit that target you know but like <laughs> so like anakin he's a good pick because he's way better than obi-wan at being a pilot like obi-wan like low-key sucks the, he lo, lo,
1: whoa, he's amazing, as a, like, but just in Jedi terms, sucks.
0: Yes. Like he's got nothing. Anakin's always going to bail him out. He's the best. Luke Skywalker. But he blows up the Death from Star. Episode four because he blows up the Death Star. I can't uh, hate that. Okay. Let's go through the list. All right. And then we'll go through any honorable mentions, although I just listed a few for me. Uh, Ricky Flix has Han Solo from Star Wars. He's got Whitaker, uh, Denzel from Flight. He's got Farrier. So Tom Hardy from Dunkirk. Uh, He's got Iceman, Val Kilmer from Top Gun, and then President James Marshall from Air Force One. Dr. O has Pete Mitchell Maverick, uh, Rocket Raccoon from Guardians of the Galaxy, Coop from Interstellar, Stephen Hiller from Independence Day, and then Luke Skywalker from primarily Episode 4, although it can go into other sectors of the Star Wars universe. Uh, Any honorable mentions you had, Ricky Flicks?
1: Yeah, so ones that you didn't mention that I had. Uh, we referred to it, but Randy Quaid's uh, Russell in Independence Day—the real hero, sacri- big sacrifice there. You mentioned DC. Yes, I also had Steve Trevor, but another pilot I had from DC, Batman. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. It would have been I like who never Val
0: Kilmer, like Batman? Or are you <laughs> talking about like Keaton Batman? Just
1: the character in general. <laughs> um. Okay, and then Wonder saying,
0: Woman also with the Invisible Jet. We can yeah, throw that Invisible in
1: Jet. Uh, in similar vein, like Ethan Hunt, just because I trust him with my life and anything. Do a helicopter. Helicopter. Yep. Uh what else did I have here? Howard Hughes, I didn't pick because yes, fastest man alive, but he crashed all the time. And yes, crashes a lot. Love, I had uh, on my technology, list. Too. But crashes a lot. Um, Barry Seal, American made Tom Cruise again. What else? Oh, Con Air. I had Con Air. Uh Swamp Thing.
0: American Made, though, like he has that one scene where he clears the trees, you know? Yeah, he, he has that, like, one scene. good scene. scene.
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, you could have gone crazy, picked, uh, like, Ted Stryker, Kareem, or, le- like, from uh, a top, I'm um, sorry, uh, Airplane. Could have gone crazy like that. Um, I got another crazy Charlie one. Sheen from Hot Shots. You could have done, like, basically Pete Maverick, but a joke. But that's pretty much it for me.
0: I had Tommy Webber as a pick here from galaxy quest uh the the black guy from galaxy right quest. right but like right. it's I, I just it's one of the funniest scenes in movies where he where tim allen's like take us out <laughs> take us out take us out tommy <laughs> And then he's, like, taking off for the
1: first time, and then he scrapes the
0: whole left side of the spaceship. <laughs> like, that's one of the funniest scenes in movies. That, that just,
1: movie has to – we have to do a throwback review at some point, should. whatever appropriate, because that movie is one of the most underrated comedies of all time.
0: Well, We'll have to get Doc Senior on for that throwback review because he will – like, he will be able – he might explode laughing. Like from like us talking about. Is there air?
1: You don't know.
0: Yeah, he literally. That's his. That like that line. Maybe the most quoted line he's ever had. Okay, from a movie. (laughs) Is there air? You don't know.
1: (laughs) Sam Rockwell, what a comeback or what a come up for him. All right, strong draft though. Right,
0: nice and quick. Got to the point, and also right, great breakdown of Obi Wan today. Make sure that you tune into our feed for upcoming obi-wan breakdowns we're going to come back next week with episode four okay we'll do something with stranger things also next week uh anything else uh coming up that we should mention here ricky flex
1: on our feed next week's kind of soft for uh theaters right like no new releases that are big time just top gun again netflix you got that adam sandler hustle movie with boban and like whatever's that. going on there so i w- definitely will watch that will we review it we did Huey Halloween, so definitely potential mm-hmm. for us reviewing that, right? But at the end of the day, what matters is we're doing Obi-Wan next week. Stranger Things will come back to it once Doctor has finished it, uh, and, complete, uh, and I've completed that. And anyways, after that, though, it's like Jurassic World, like a bunch of blockbusters coming in for the summer. Boys coming so, out. Oh, the boys, right, this Friday, June yep. 3rd. So we'll definitely be talking about that we're a big boys podcast. So just – Even though no big movies coming out next week, still a lot to talk about.
0: A lot of content coming at you. We'll still break down all the big shows just because we love watching them and we like talking about them. And hopefully you like listening to them. And that's going to do it for episode 110 of the Drive-In Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to our YouTube where you can watch all of our episodes and our latest clips. And then also follow us on our social media at The Drive-In Pod All right, to keep up with what Johnny Depp is up to following his defamation win against Amber Heard. Until next time, this is Dr. Earl and Ricky Flick signing off. We will smell you.